Welcome to Dice Camera Action in audio form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. For the current Tomb of Annihilation storyline as the Waffle Crew adventures in the jungles of Chult, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dungeon Delve RSS feed. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash toa, or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca. We'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew, and welcome to the jungle, my friends. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dice Camera Action and the Waffle Crew. Woo! Yay! All right, before we get the show on the road, Anna's got some show and tell. Yes! I'm so excited. I was trying to pull up Twitch chat before I showed, but you guys will just have to tell me what they say. So Auburn Elvis, Auburn Elvis on Twitter has been hinting that he had something to send me, and it arrived. And I saw a sneak preview of Pack South, and there it is. That's the do it. Make it do the thing. Hold on, hold on. I want to show you first. This is all 3D printed, all of the armor and her, like, metallic golden hair, and she's got the shards of light fall and treebane and way more javelins than is canon. But I appreciate it because they kind of look like wings. Um, She's on a Dice Camera Action logo base with the symbol of the Morning Lord. Uh, he had instructions that were like, turn it on on the bottom and then squeeze the hand. Praise Lathander. <laughs> <laughs> do, do another one. Yay, I'm so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick on someone your own size or someone with a lot of Lathander inside them. <laughs> it, it's done like 20 and it has yet to say the same thing. Uh, you did been... your very best. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> that way. The first one I showed Chris, it just goes, I love you! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So good. So if I don't know what to say, I'm just going to use this. I love horses! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The genius. So thank you, Auburn Elvis. Yeah. Amazing. The, the, so genius, the genius of the Waffle Fam is boundless. It really is. Yes. I'm constantly I impressed. didn't realize you had so many sayings. I didn't either. I... I feel honored that I have said that many things, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That which we often call miracles is the hand of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so poignant. Mm-hmm. I know. What very wise. All right. Let's 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 jump into this hot mess we call... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're starting with that today, what, right? D&D, okay. this, this hot mess we call D&D. Um, when last we left the Waffle Crew, they had gotten back the Ring of Winter having slain the Frost Giantess and driven off the dragon Clouth. Yeah. It is back on Paulton's hand where it rightfully belongs. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, and the party befriended an elf druid named Miranda, who has an army of vegapygmies under her command. They seem to worship the ground that she trods upon. And um, Dragonbait uh, also found, uh, when he went off to relieve himself in the jungle a baby Triceratops, which is now following the party around because the group needed another animal companion. Uh-huh. All right. Mm-hmm. So the now large and in-charge Waffle Crew decided to... 
follow Miranda's advice and enter the Wanti dungeon complex under the Palace of Omu through a secret passage that her Vegapygmies had detected. And that led you into a chamber where you met this weird kind of um, scrawny Yuanti who was making all these super poisons and uh, a scene of good cop, bad cop played out with Diath yes. and Paulton uh, that ultimately ended in the Yuanti's demise. And from that room, you went deeper <laughs> into the stronghold and found yourself in a temple, deep, deep inside. Uh, a temple that has a raised platform uh, built on top of some serpent carvings, looking down upon a giant basin into which blood is trickling. And off to the sides, um, off to one side is a set of double doors that caught Dieth's eye, and off to the other side was a giant bronze gong that caught Paulton's eye. What What caught Evelyn's eye was a horrific giant carving of Dendar the Night Serpent coiling up around the ceiling of this vaulted chamber, glaring down upon you. And what caught Strix's eye, of course, was the coagulating blood. (laughs) 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 That In the the basin. And uh, Miranda zipped up to the top of the balcony because something there caught her eye, which appeared to be some sort of glyph-inscribed platform in an in a alcove, which turned out to be a teleportation pad of some kind. And as a creature came off of the pad to confront her, a serpentine Yuanti wrapped in bandages, suddenly more snakes started to pour out of the walls of the temple and begin to surround you, and that's when Evelyn unleashed her moonbeam spell and blasted a couple of them, forcing them back into their true Yuanti forms. Yeah. Yeah, and we kind of left. We kind of left on that uh, note with lots and lots of things going on. Uh, so currently, all the waffle crew are in the temple room with um, Miranda, uh, Dragon Bait, and the Vegapygmy army, and Waffles, and eighteen the Triceratops, and all the others haven't really fully entered yet. Uh, when all these snakes start to come out and uh, wreak havoc, and it is. Do, 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 do. Oops, my bad. You know what? Um, I'm going to have you guys roll initiative again because I can't Great. remember which of these, Yay. which of these, which of these initiative counts is the right one. <coughs> so let us roll initiative to kick off this session. That's great. So I remember mine being bad. <coughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Ha! Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. I got nineteen too. <gasps> Twins. I got a twenty. All right, oh, Miranda wow. gets a twenty. 13. 13 for Paulton. Yeah. Uh, still bad. Nine. Not, oh, okay. <laughs> nice. All right. Want to swap with me? So <laughs> it's going to be Miranda at the top. Uh, Strix, Evelyn, which of you wants to technically go before the other? You're technically acting up simultaneously, but... Strix can go first. All right. I was going to say Evelyn could go Strix, first. Strix Too late. Evelyn, <laughs> Evelyn, no Evelyn called it. First. Evelyn called it. No one does. All right. Age before beauty, you know? And then... <laughs> She's 82. It's true. And then Diaz. All right. So here we go. Miranda. You are on the balcony, 20 feet off the floor of the main temple, staring down 
this Yuanti with a fiery sword, and he is all sort of wrapped up in bandages. Looks like he's some of his skin has rotted and peeled away, like he's got some sort of form of leprosy. Um, but he stares at you from between the slats in his bandages. You can see serpentine eyes, yellow, slitted eyes, almost looking through you into the depths of your soul. What would you like to do? Uh, well, here's the thing. You told me to trust him, but I'm going to look him in the face and go, I don't know these people at all. And I don't know if I trust them, but I do know that I don't trust you. So <laughs> I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. All right. Like just right at him. Oh. Yep. All right. There is a boom sound, um, and thunderous energy washes across uh, Rosnisi, rippling his flesh, and he has to make a saving throw. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to take the full brunt of it. Okie doke. Uh, I, he's going to take half of 11 then. Um, oh, he's going to take all of it. Oh, he, oh, he failed? Yeah, he failed. Perfect. Well, he's going to take some 11 points O damage. Yes, okay. Damage, and uh, be pushed 10 feet away. Can I push him back towards the, the circle that he came through? Yes. Um, and... Uh, when you push him back into the alcove, uh, there is another little flash of light from the disc, and he disappears. <laughs> so you blast him back, and he's gone. Oh, no, but I wanted that sword. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, can I bonus action hidden path and bamps down to where everyone else is? Yes. Um, so they're kind of spread out. Strix is right below you by the basin. Paulton is off to your right um, on the ledge with the gong. DF is down toward your left by a set of double doors. And Evelyn is up above, flapping her little winged boots. I'll go down by Strix. Okay, you appear next to the basin. Ah! Hello! <laughs> Hello! Yeah, so uh, you, this elf seems to have no trouble getting around with her mystical druidic powers. <laughs> Strix, what do you do as you see these 30-odd snakes that have crawled out of the walls? 30? <laughs> yeah. And they're all, yeah. they're all around the perimeter of the room, so they're kind of encircling you. Um, uh, is there the old, old missy step on the ledge trick? Is there a ledge I can get up on? There's the balcony that Miranda just left. There's, oh, no, also, I don't want up there. there's also there's also a ten foot high ledge with a ramp leading up to it, and that's the ledge that Paulton is standing on, and the ledge with the big giant gong. Oh god, I don't want to buy that either. Every time the gong comes up, Nate's face just goes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well Miranda's next to me, so at least I have another person. Oh. Okay, so I'm gonna. St- it looks like there's a ledge on the basin, like a little like on the map. Mm-hmm. There's like a little like step. I'll just step up onto that ledge. Okay. And uh, yes, I would like standing on the edge of the basin. Yeah, I would like to uh, fireball the shit out of these snakes, please. All right. <laughs> I would like to cast a level five fireball on these snakes. Please <laughs> there do. There are too many. There are too many snakes. Yes. You can get. You can get at least. Well, let's see. That's a twenty foot radius fireball. So, yeah, you can get like ten of them. Good. 
This is what and we're I, doing. I just, just going in. Huh? Snakes. They're all <laughs> appear to be all in. Well, the other snake is gone. I, there's no talking, and it's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's not your turn yet. Okay, <laughs> roll. Like, roll your damage, right. please. I'm using the dice roller because there's too many. Why did it mess up? Weird. Oh wait, hold on. I think I messed it up. Do, do, do. I don't know why it keeps doing that. Okay, well, I'm just going to get, do it normally then because we we dice. love the clatter of little dice. I know, I do too. <laughs> I'm just bad at counting and I get embarrassed. <laughs> okay, so it's three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, 17 plus seventeen plus twenty. Oh my gosh! Okay, whoosh! This huge. <laughs> Green flame explodes around the room, washes up the walls. Um, You see little snakes getting burnt and singed inside, Uh, but they're more resilient than they would seem to be. And although uh, many of them look badly burned, they are all still very much alive and continuing to writhe their way into the room. Mm. Okay, I'd like you... More fire! Strix, I'd like you to make a perception check, please. And uh, Miranda, I'll have you make it as well. I got a nine. Okay. Nine. Well, I'm, let's see. Miranda, help. <laughs> oh, okay. 25. <laughs> wow. Oh, good. All right. While she, what do my eagle eyes see? You see while Strix is standing on the lip of the basin and blasting snakes um, off in one direction, your eyes are drawn into the basin where you see that the coagulating blood is kind of moving around on its own and reshaping itself into no, snow. No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, oh, no. No, no, no. Cool. Can I grab her? You see, can I grab Trix? Uh, uh, you, you totally can. <laughs> oh, well, actually, no, it's not your action, so you totally can't. Uh, but you can, make, you can make the motion like you want to grab her. Uh, you see, uh, as the blood reshapes, that it's taking on the form of what appears to be a face like a mask or something resting down upon the basin, but it's quite large, maybe about six foot, seven feet big. And it's got this sort of uh, sh- uh, sheen to it and this smoothness to it, even though it's made out of this sort of blood red color uh, that almost looks elfin or um, very sort of um, elegant features. You think it is the face of a woman. Okay. And as it forms, you see its eyes open and just stare at you and at Strix. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not a woman I recognize? Um, It is... No, it is not. Is it a woman that I recognize? You haven't seen it. Oh, good. Cool. You guys know a lot of blood ladies? I just have a feeling, <laughs> I just have a feeling that I need to scream. Okay. Uh, is, that, is that a free action? I think yeah. it is. Evelyn, I will let yeah. you make a perception check as well. Oh, oh, you will. This is right before your turn. Okay. Ooh, 19. Ooh, good. You see the face forming in the basin below you, right behind Strix. And you can see that coming out of the face the blood is sort of stretching outward, almost like spidery tendrils coming out of its sides. 
it's like getting, it's like spreading out in the basin. Does it look, would I find its <laughs> posture to be threatening? <laughs> it has no posture because it's just a face in the blood, a giant I, face. That's pretty threatening in itself. I, I, I think, mean. I think Evelyn's reaction, she's got moonbeam going. She's yeah. like, la la la, snake people. Right. And They're then she's like, thing. she's, she sees this and she's, ah! Mm-hmm. Like, But the other thing that you notice, Evelyn, is that the sculpture of Razanisi is moving. Uh, The stone is actually undulating and shifting up near the ceiling. It's like the Dendar one. The Dendar sculpture, this massive stone snake sculpture, is coming to life over your head. Oh, for heaven's sake! (laughs) I I mean. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, and now it is your action. Well, so the sculpture, so that I have a better idea, it's like on the wall. It's like a mural sculpture, so right? So the there are pillars in this cathedral that go up mm-hmm. to these arches and buttresses that support this kind of uh, arched ceiling, and there are ledges all around that sort of upper level. And this sculpture has been carved almost like kind of be resting on top of those ledges, coiled all around the roof. Um, And it's a massive sculpture. Like if you were to, if the sculpture were a real snake and you were to stretch it out, it might be like 80 or 90 feet long. Um, But because it's coiled around the roof, it doesn't quite look that big, but it's obviously massive. It, It seems to be moving and shifting about like it's just waking up from a sleep. Evelyn is developing a serious dislike for snakes. You came to the right place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's still how many snake, like, Yuanti snake people around? Uh, there are still about 30 of them. Uh, two of them are basking in your moonbeam right now, which you're still maintaining concentration on. And I can maintain concentration until I cast another spell, right? I can still attack. Or or until you take damage or something that causes your concentration to break. But yes, until you cast another spell, you can continue to maintain this thing. Um, Now, moving it, I believe, is your action. Is another action, yeah. Yeah. But I could, for example, attack with Treebane and maintain concentration. You could. Um, You think you probably would do more damage with the Moonbeam simply because you can, as an action... um, Move it sixty feet in any direction, and you can you can cover a lot of ground <gasps> yeah. and just sort of raise them all. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that because all right, I think everybody's threatened by these snake yeah. people. So Evelyn's like she she's looking at the blood uh, blood lady, and then looking at the snake coiling around, and she's just kind of like ah, but she's she's as a side thought, still just like vacuuming up the snake people with the moonbeam, just kind of like while she watches them. Because this is, you know, par for the course. Yes. Par for the course. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So yes, your moonbeam just lances around the room, uh, Mm -hmm. moving around, engulfing all the snakes, and you're just sort of directing it with your finger. Roll 2d10 radiant damage. Yay! Hold on, let me make sure that's a d10. Yes. Ooh. And as you are, oh, I rolled a ten and a one. Oh, okay, so average damage—that's good. Yeah. All right. So as they're getting singed uh, for eleven, or unless they save, they will take five. But um, as they're being singed, they're all being turned back into their normal Yuanti forms um, by the spell. So these snakes are suddenly blossoming into these half serpent man creatures or woman creatures, 
And they've all got different, um, or they're different color scales. Some of them have the snake bodies with the human upper torso. Some of them have the human bodies with the snake head. Some of them have human bodies, but snakes for arms. In fact, there's one in front of Diaz right now who's threatening him with his snakey arms. Snake arms! Oh, no! Evelyn, yes. Evelyn says something like, Reveal yourselves and let the light of Lathander <laughs> shine down upon your true form! You have revealed all of their true forms. The light of Lathander yeah. literally compels you. Exactly. And you see that um, as they're forced out of their shape change state, that they materialize with their weapons, their scimitars and their bows and such, which were absorbed into their snake-like forms. And then, um, let's see, the bad guys go. So these <laughs> serpents, these serpent people, begin to attack you. Um, in the case of, oh, wait a minute. I, okay, Paulton, you're right after them. Uh, the one two closest to you, DF, are going yes. to come at you with their snaky limbs. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's your AC? Uh, your. Depends. I don't remember if I had the ring of protection on or not. Uh, you are the one without it. That's right. 17. Okay. Do, 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 do. 17. All right. Uh, one of them misses you with his snaky arms. Uh -huh. The other one hits you twice. Uh. Um, you take... Uh, Ooh, boy. Uh, 12 damage from the first bite. And 9 damage from the second for a total... I would like to uncanny dodge the 12. <laughs> okay, Please. you take 6 and 9 for a total of 15. Oh, is that all? Yes. Okay. I miss you guys having grown-up HP. <laughs> all right. Me too. Don't worry, there's only 30 of these guys. Uh, Miranda, you are shot at with poisoned bolts. Okie doke. Um, now, I know that you cast protection from poison on somebody. I think it was, it was on DS. DS, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Um, and, okay, so your AC, if I recall, is 16. It's 27. <laughs> <laughs> right, Chris? All right. Uh, so a number of bolts come in your direction, and three of them hit you. And you take 13 points of damage from the first, 14 points of damage from the second, so that's 27, and nine from the third, so that's 36 points of damage total. Guys, I think we're in overheads a little bit. As arrows <laughs> stick into you. Uh, Paulton, you too are targeted by a number of arrows. Um, Excuse me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And your AC is not great. Not great. No. Well, you got the you got the ring on, so that's plus one. Plus one. Okay, so that's yeah. fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. What? Yeah, you are hit by six of these arrows. Cool. Um, and you have no poison to worry about, so I will just total them up. We're just straight up getting wrecked right now. Is that, what, <laughs> is that what's happening? Right. Uh, so 20, 31. So you take oh. a total of uh, 40. Chat, chat is saying that Paulton, <gasps> doesn't, 
chat was saying Paulton was invisible at the end of the last session. That's right. You are invisible. (laughs) Forget I said that. All of those arrows are directed at Strix. Yes! Wait, sorry. (laughs) 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 All right, uh, but Strix's AC is not 14. No, it's not. It's... 12. It's 12. <laughs> <laughs> Better or worse, chat! Uh, so Strix takes four, 41, 51 <gasps> points no. of damage. Yeah, you know I can't take that. Okay. So you're, I'll, I'll take the 40. I am just like covered. I'm just like it's full of arrows right now. Y'all. Yeah. So Whoops. Strix is shot up like a pincushion and just falls back into oh. the basin. And, and uh, Miranda, as you're reaching out for her, you just see thunk, 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 thunk. And then oh, she falls no. out of your grasp and she lands in the blood. <laughs> and as Strix falls in the blood, you can see that the face opens its mouth. And as it does, the tendrils coming off it start to look like blades. Shut up! <laughs> Are we, is the show over? Did no one tell me? Like, was I supposed to get an email? <laughs> All right. Oh, my guys are gone! <laughs> and then she falls right into its mouth, and it just swallows her up, and she's no. gone. I no, no, no. My headphones. I'm sorry. What? So. No, no, no. No, no, no. We're not okay. No. Chris, are you like mad at us? No. <laughs> I'm delighted to be here today. Oh. And I love you all. <laughs> um, Evelyn, uh, but remember, screams. you walked into this place willingly. Okay. Well, you know. Yes. That's and, what you're supposed to do in a dungeon. Yep. Uh, Evelyn, you've got some arrows I'll coming right your way, way too. Uh, Evelyn doesn't react to those at all. She's 100% staring at Strix and like ungodly mechanical scream coming from her. <laughs> okay, but her armor class like is... Like a screech. Your armor class is currently 17, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, you are hit by three bolts, uh, and they do... Uh, Uh, they do a total of uh, 31 points of damage. <laughs> oh, it came you. back with Y? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. You right. said 31? 31. <laughs> so you sort of ignore these arrows that kind of uh, sink into your body as you stare down at the, the bloody face that has just swallowed your tiefling sorcerer. And um, Paulton. You were standing invisible next to the gong. You saw Strix get shot, fall back, and disappear into the basin. You saw Miranda get hit by bolts. You saw DF get accosted. And you saw um, Evelyn just get punctured a couple times. Uh, But you are by yourself up there with that big gong. (sighs) But I saw all of it. So now I don't... Now I'm not... I've been waiting a week <laughs> to see what it does. Uh huh. You can still hit the gong after everyone is safe. Or now. <laughs> no. 
Um, okay. So what happened like right closest to me? I know it's right there. <laughs> Stop it. So uh, closest to you would be um, seeing Miranda reach out in vain as Strix falls back into the basin with a sploosh into the blood and then is gone. So she's gone. Yeah. Do I get a sense that the gong could be helpful? You don't... Well, it's going to be helpful to somebody. Um, but you, you don't know. You, you have no... There's nothing... There's no clue on the gong other than it does have these serpentine motifs sort of ornamenting it, uh, embossed upon its surface. It obviously fits with the decor in the rest of the temple. Um, it's got a big mallet hanging from one of its uh, support pillars... Behind you, by the way, uh, is an open passage, a wide open passage that seems to go back into the depths of the temple. I ain't running, but I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay. And again, how many snake people am I seeing? You're seeing um, dozens. Uh, Oh, good. Yeah, like 24, 30, somewhere in there. Maybe more. Uh, And now they're all, because they've all assumed their normal kind of size, they're taking up a lot more of the area, so there is actually like a large crowd of serpent folk in this temple. And they don't... Are they all... Are they all like... hmm, Go ahead. They don't know that you're there, apparently. And how far up, uh, like, am I? You're 10 feet off the the rest of the floor of the temple. With a Ethan ramp. Ethan is just screaming and pointing at Strix. <laughs> if I were to, like, try and, like, jump down there, would yeah. I, like, would I land in, like, the middle of a bunch of them? Uh, no, actually, there is a clear space right below you. But could I? Yes. You could jump okay. off one end of the balcony closer to, uh, or one end of this uh, raised ledge, closer to a mob of them. Okay. And do I have a sense of, like, how close together they are? They're pretty compact. Like, if you were to jump into the midst of one, you would be within, like, striking distance of six of them, at least. Okay. Can I freaking be super anime right now and jump off that into the middle of them mm-hmm. with, and try and land with a uh, fifth level thunder wave just in the middle of all of them? Yeah. Nah, dude, you're not Naruto enough. Yeah, in fact, it would probably be, like, depending on where you're hoping to push them, probably be better kind of jump behind them so you can bust them outward because it sort of radiates out almost like a fan from you. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you jump down, you unleash the spell, you become visible as you do, and they're all... Uh-huh. all uh, and given the range of the spell, yeah, you can hit six of them easily. So cool. They all seem to fail their saves. All right. So that's two, three, yeah. four, five, sixty-eight. Excellent. Okay, 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 okay. So time to quick maths. What did I say, six? Yeah. Okay, so... uh, So another thunder wave goes off. Who needs a gong? Yeah, right? Uh, 
ride a thunder wave. Uh, so... Twenty-six. Oh, okay. Yeah, you blast them, and they go flying. And uh, their corpses just sort of flop all over the floor. Um, some of them are blasted up against the, the blood basin. Others are kind of thrown up against the snake sculptures holding up the bigger balcony. And uh, they all sort of collapse into a heap, um, having taken a bunch of damage from the moonbeam and uh, the fireball. I'm just, like, standing there with smoke coming off me. I'm just like, you bastards took me away from my gong. Oh, my God. Uh, you see Simon up standing next to the gong. <laughs> Chris Perkins is going to hit that gong one way or another. <laughs> can, I, can I call to Simon to try and shoot a dart at something first? Uh, yeah. All right. Simon, kill now, gong later. Uh, yes, he will, uh, he will uh, waddle on over to the nearest Yuwanti, open his mouth, and shoot a <laughs> dart at it. Uh, and hits it. Cool. Good boy. Right. Now, Yuwanti have some resistance to poison. Oh, they're immune to poison. Okay, so his little dart annoys the Yuwanti. Doink! And he just pulls it out of its neck and hisses. It's got to at least pinch or something. It does pinch. For, like, 50 points of damage. <laughs> no, no. It pinches for one point of damage, and then uh, Simon will just turn his head 180 degrees and look at you and give you a thumbs up. <laughs> now run! You tell him to run? Uh, he's still got some movement left, so... Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, now he's pissed. Get away from him. Okay, he'll run and hide behind on the back side of the gong. <laughs> Good boy. All right. Oh, boy. Um, Miranda? Your your veg-a-pygmies start to pile into the room. They swarm past dragon bait. They come uh, just like like an animated garden. They just sort of wash across the floor in this green wave and throw themselves bodily upon the Yuanti that attacked you. And start to stick them with spears. Oh, little buddies. Um, unless you want them to do something else. No, I think that's that's good. Yeah. But I, I'm going to warn them to be careful. They're more interested in the, the health and welfare of their queen than the, of themselves. Oh. Uh, and they continue to stab with their flinty spears. And the snake men don't like that either. And uh, many of the snake men go down under the mass of this green vegetation carpet. And uh, that leaves dragon bait by the sort of entrance that you guys came in. And you can see that he's actually sort of physically holding Waffles back in the hallway. And he's got the... He's just sort of scooped the little triceratops under his arm and is just sort of standing there protectively guarding the animals. Um, dragon bait! We love you. Miranda, I'd like you to make a, another perception check, since you're the only one close enough to be able to sense this. Ugh. Sense what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, stress sweating at this point. <laughs> Me too. My tummy hurt. 16. That is enough. You sense, <laughs> coming from his direction, a strong odor of violets. Oh. And then... Violet. Uh, 
yeah, violets, like the flowers. Um, and it seems to be kind of coming from the direction of the owlbear, the, dry, the, the dinosaur man, and the little baby triceratops. And you can see that uh, he is actually kind of, there's, you don't have a good read on this dragon, this dinosaur man. You haven't known him very long. He's kind of a, a cipher to you. But there is something about his posture that is not threatening um, that suggests that he thinks there's something, something horribly, horribly, horribly wrong happening or about to happen. And he's actually withdrawing, backing up into the hallway and pushing, trying to push the owlbear back out of the room. Um, okay. Evelyn, unfortunately, you can't smell this because you have no sense of smell. And Diath, you're a bit too far away to pick up on the scent. Um, but it is Diath's turn. There, uh-huh. are, there are two Yuanti threatening you in melee right now with snakes for arms. Right. And the other Yuanti are farther back in the <clears throat> uh, temple, either have been knocked off their feet by Paulton's thunder wave, scorched by. Strix's fireball, or swarmed by Miranda's Vegapygmy army. Right. So, quick count. How many of these snake people are currently remaining? You count maybe exactly two dozen, 24-ish, around there. Okay. And... So this... this Blood cauldron that yep. Strix fell into. How how deep is this? It's not very deep. It's it's a very shallow bowl. Okay. From the lip down to the very bottom, it might be about five feet deep. But okay. from your angle, because you're on the floor, you can just kind of see over the top of it a little because you're between five and six feet tall. <sighs> okay. Um, and I've got these two in melee with me. So yes. I'm... Uh, cunning action to disengage and I'm basically like uh, back roll and as I'm tumbling backwards as soon as I get to my hands I like a handspring back up and like launch back onto my feet and get up to that blood cauldron okay uh, so you've basically disengaged yes okay yeah uh, you hop you- onto the cauldron you can see that this face with the blades coming off it is already starting to lose its cohesion and sink back down into the bottom of the bowl Uh, and then do that thing where, like, I kind of half hoist myself over mm-hmm. where I'm leaning into the blood puddle and yeah. just reaching down as deep as I possibly can go and just looking for some part of Strix to just grab and get her out. Like, all, right. all of Diaz is probably like, getting submerged with it. All right. Uh, make a strength saving throw. Oh, saving God. throw? Yeah. <laughs> You're good at these, right? So it's, it's a saving throw. It's a saving throw. How nearby I'm, is Evelyn? I'm like, am Not, I 10 feet in the air? Uh, I could be 10 feet in the air. We'll say, you're, ten, right we'll say, you're, we'll say you're 10 feet in the air. Look at that. <laughs> huh. Okay. <laughs> Take that plus five, courtesy of Lathander. 23. Okay. <gasps> when you stick your hand in uh, to grab for Strix, some, you grab onto something and it grabs onto you. It is trying to pull you in. Do you want to be pulled in or not? You actually have a choice because you made your save. You can, you, can, you can grab on and not be pulled in if you want. 
It's it's it, 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 it can't be Strix pulling me back. It's it's strong, whatever it is. So it, it's not that I grabbed hold of so, grabbed hold of something. Something else has grabbed hold of me. You reached in to grab her, right? Yes. You think you may have gotten her, but you can't tell because you're reaching through opaque blood. But you've grabbed something, and as soon as you grabbed it, it latched onto you, and now is dragging you down into the bowl, but you made your save, so you're not being pulled. I don't know. Now, on your... Uh, Did you you get her, Dan? Pull her out! (laughs) Pull her out! It's not coming, whatever it is. And so, like, it's no way, like, this is... And this isn't so deep, but, like, there's, no, it's very shallow. The pool is not deep at all. Like your hand has gone farther into the blood than there's blood to be had. And I and I did not find her. You don't know something what else you is found. pulling me in. You either you, either either she's desperately strong right now and trying to pull you in, or it's something else trying to pull you in. I go in. No, oh, something you could stab. All right. Uh, Evelyn, you see uh, Diath finally decide to let go of the edge of the basin which he was holding onto to keep from dragging in, and he just sort of slides down into the blood and is gone. Uh, I think as soon as Strix had been swallowed up, like the instant that she went bloop into the blood, mm-hmm. Evelyn had already turned and like superhero straight arrowed <laughs> right yeah. into the blood. Well, she hasn't had a so. chance to move yet, so... Well, that's what she does now. Well, <laughs> first of all, Miranda, you see DF reach down into the basin and then steal himself and hook himself in and then decide, it looked like, he just sort of let go and went in. And he sank into the blood and disappeared. Can I grab onto, like, a, a back of his shirt or something so I can get pulled in with him? Uh, if you want to reach into the now mostly just sort of settling blood and try to grab hold of him, you can. W- I'm not very strong. <laughs> no, I'll wait. Okay. Uh, it is your turn. Is it now? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'm going to do a little bomb of the summer court on myself. Uh, I'm going to use two of my D6s okay. to give myself some health. So I got nine and three. Um, nah, fuck it. I'm going to go in. Okay. I'm going to go in. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, you leap down into the pool and you find yourself standing in a shallow oh. pool of blood. Apparently, the, po- the, the blood is no longer pulling things in. It's just old blood. Do I have any movement left? Uh, you do. It only took you about 10 feet to get into the pool. Um, All right. Um, I'm done with this pool party, so I'm going to just rush right for um, Dragon Bait. Okay. I want to get over there. Okay. <clears throat> Make a perception check for me. See if, sure. you notice, see if you notice anything in the chaos. 19. All right. Uh, as you climb out of the pool, you can see that the doors that Diath was previously standing next to, opposite the gong, 
um, that they are opening. You can hear them sort of grind open and be pulled open. But it's so dark beyond you can't see what, if anything, is going to emerge from them. I just point that out as, as you make your way toward Dragon Bait. It may or may not affect your decision. As I'm running, I'm just going to point and scream because I don't, I don't know what's going on. I have okay. no words for this. Just yeah. <laughs> When you look up, by the way, you see this huge coiling stone serpent uh, coming to life up in the ceiling. It's starting to lower its big uh, head down toward Evelyn. Point and scream at that too. And it opens. <laughs> it opens its big giant stony mouth. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, yes. And when you run over to toward Dragon Bait, uh, there's a carpet of your Vegapygmies around you, and they're all attacking the Yuanti and keeping them pretty much um, busy. But they kind of create. A, they part like the Red Sea in front of you. This green wave just sort of gives way and creates a path of escape for you to Dragon Bait. Okay, I want to start to drag them with me okay. too. And you can tell as you um, grab a couple by the limbs and start to drag them along, they're still sort of stabbing at the Yuanti as you're pulling them back because um, they're absolutely furious that you got hurt. And uh, as you drag them behind you and you get close, you can tell that the scent of violets is coming from Dragon Bait. He is exuding it. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Everything about this group is weird. I like it. All right. And he's got the Triceratops tucked under one arm and is pushing with the other hand on Waffle's forehead um, to try to get the owlbear to go back when all the owlbear wants to do is charge into the temple. Oh, Waffles, no! Okay. I don't think I could do anything else. Um, yeah, you're pretty much spent at this point unless you have a bonus action you want to do. Um, Holly, let me... And find this guy and see if it's a bonus action. I don't think it is, but just in case. Um, nah. Okay. <clears throat> Strix. Oh, God, please don't. I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm legitimately stress-sweating at this point. I got a whole bottle of wine. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm so scared. When you, uh, so you, you're, you feel like you're drowning in blood. And uh, what do you want to do? I'm drowning? You're, you're immersed in some sort of effluvium. I don't want to be here, so I'm just going to try and swim. Okay. Um, you're not terribly far below the surface, uh, and uh, you feel something reach down and grab hold of you. So Do I'm back to being conscious again? Yes. Okay. You are conscious. Okay. Um, something okay. has just grabbed hold of you. Well, I'm just going to assume it's my friends pulling me out of the blood, so yeah. I'm just going to reach Let it up go. and grab. Yeah. Okay. When you, break friend, the, right? when, you, when you break the surface, uh, you are um, being pulled out of not blood, but quicksand. Oh. And the figure pulling you out is someone is vaguely recognizable to you. You're pretty sure you've seen this individual before. He's, he's a, a sort of short, portly, 
dark-skinned man with uh, puffy cheeks and a, uh, a laurel wreath of flowers around his head. And um, you, uh, he grabs hold of you and literally pulls you out of this mire. Okay, the not in Schult? Not, is it Schult? Not in Schult. Uh, it appears to be in Schult. I'm in Schultz. Yes, you are in. Okay. You are this. This quicksand that you fell into is surrounded on all sides by just tangled vines and thick okay. vegetation through which you can see almost tunnels heading off into the deep dark jungle. Um, okay. The other thing that you notice is that um, the two of you are not alone. In addition to this man, there are three small figures, sort of clustered around him, and they all peer out, and you recognize them as Toy Evelyn, Toy Paulton, and Toy Diath. Oh! Okay! And they're standing on their own? They are. And I've met this guy before? Who is this guy? Make a um, perception, or make either a wisdom insight or um, perception, wisdom perception. That's 11, oh wait, hold on, 11? 11. Okay, you think you have not seen this man in the flesh, you have only seen him as a statue, and it is Ubtau. It's Ubtau? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I just start coughing up blood under the ground, like, real, a real power. You! He gives you a quizzical look and says, Are you okay? You fell. <laughs> I am not quicksand. okay. I did not fall through quicksand. I fell in a pool of blood. Your toys came to get me. My toys came to get you? Your friends? <laughs> She's just, she just curls up into a ball on the ground and starts crying. Yes. Are you trying to get yourself killed? Because there's no way out of here by that route. Others have tried. Which, which route are you talking about? I, I just, I, we were trying to stop Rasnisi. That's what we, we were. We, <laughs> yes, you keep saying that, but who is this Rasnisi? He's a, he's a warlord? A snursen. He's a snursen. No. <sighs> we're never going to get anywhere. Oh. Can the toys talk? Yes, they can. And in ah! fact, uh, D- uh, Jared, Nathan, and Evelyn, you can talk out of these toys as you see fit. <laughs> I, oh. What? Uh, yeah. And you have, all the, you have all the experiences that you have had before. Paulton toy calls out, uh, context, please. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn is Evelyn Toy is looking at her hands and going, "Not again." <laughs> yeah. These are the same ones I made. These are the exact same ones that you made. Did they not like them and throw them away? She gets really like self-conscious for a second. <laughs> are yeah. they bad? All the way downstairs. Are I they bad? No, they went to get their <laughs> They went to toys. get their toys. Mine's all the way on the sixth floor. This will be mine. <laughs> okay, that yes, you have that. That's that will close. Do. Okay. She's like, I, she starts thinking like magic. Like, I didn't animate these. Did they just come to life? Well, so, are they clones? Um, Ubtau will tell you, as you have told him before, 
that that you made these toys. These are your friends. I've told him before. Yes. Who? Which me? You, he says. It is, it is the nature of this place that we're in that sometimes we forget why we're here. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's magic, right? Yes. That makes sense, but you're a god. You're a power. No. You're not? No. You were? No. Then what are you? I'm a man. You're just, you're just, you're just a guy? I'm just a guy. Your statues you are nice, though. <clears throat> what He's... is it, Toy Paulton? He says... Something poignant. Yes. <laughs> These ones seem a lot more suboptimal than the real ones. Yes. He <laughs> says, I'm just a guy. I was sent here just like you. I used to have a shop in Sigil. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, she's like, uh, she's like putting the, uh, yep, did, did you ever meet me there? I'm from there, I'm, I, but I was We didn't younger. meet until we ended up here. Oh. And you've been in here a lot longer than I have. What? In here? This place? Yes. What is, is it like, so I've been in here before? Most of your adult life from what you've told me in the past. What? Here? In this place? Yes. Oh. Now, what you did to get banished to the mazes, I have no idea. Ah! <laughs> oh, no! I don't think that, uh, that memory has ever come back to you. At least, you've never told me about it. Excuse me! She's just, like, rolling on the floor right now, just screaming, like, please explain, tell me everything I told you, don't leave anything out, everything is bad, what did I do? Evelyn, it's your turn. <laughs> we are back in the temple. Which? Oh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> All right. So, e real uh, uh, construct, Evelyn, back in the Yuanti temple. Uh, you see, uh, Miranda sort of jumped into the blood and found that there was nothing to jump into except blood, and then ran off toward Dragonbait, leaving bloody footprints in her wake. Uh, you are still over there, poised to dive into the blood. But what do you want to do now? with your newfound knowledge. Miranda also warned you about the big snake monster looming above you. Am I 100% convinced that there is nothing in the blood basin anymore? It looks like it did before it started to kind of mutate into that form. It just looks like there's a little bit of blood trickling down through the, the underneath the, the snake mouths of the balcony into the basin and that it's just old bad blood. Because what Anna would do is still dive into the basin and frantically search around and dive underwater and yeah. be frantic about it. But Evelyn doesn't think that there's anything in there. Uh, is that what we're saying? That's kind of what you're saying, yeah. Okay. Uh, Evelyn looks enraged. Okay. Uh, and she does a little bit of a slow turn toward this snake thing. It says, bye-bye, son. Bring it, snake. And she brings a... Hmm. Hmm. I think she just holds... She just holds Treebane and glares at him and just silently... 
puts Moonbeam on top of, like, spins it around his entire body that's all coiled mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Just right up to his face to put it between her and him. Okay. Uh, then uh, that's your action, and you will do damage to it. Roll your damage dice. Radiant damage. It's still just 2d10, right? It's 2d10. Um, but as it passes over this thing, uh, the um, you can see that it, it probably doesn't cause it as much discomfort as you would have hoped. Um, but go ahead and roll your damage. It's only seven. Okay. It gets a little... It just looked cool. A little brushing of radiant sparks sort of b- burst on top of its scales as you run this thing over its body. Almost like rubbing flint against metal. Just But she looks really mad and really scary, so maybe she intimidates him a little bit. Yes. And then when the light sort of falls between you, there is a moment where the serpentine statue does kind of just sort of blink like it's trying to wish that light out of existence. Good. Yes. And, uh... It, uh... So that's your action. You're confronting... Dendar face to face. The bad guys um, are battling Vegapygmies at the moment. Um, that takes the heat off of Paulton. And so, Miranda, you see that these Yuanti rear up over your Vegapygmy hordes and just start hacking into them with their scimitars. And you see little Vegapygmy heads fly off like dandelions as they swish back and forth over your armies. Um, but your Vegapygmies do outnumber them, so you're not able to swipe clean or scythe away the entire Vegapygmy threat. But they are dedicated to that task. And uh, um, one of them, one of the Yuan-Ti, uh, sort of picks up the severed head of a Vegapygmy that's still sort of, his eyes are blinking, and just sort of looks at it and throws it aside. Um, anything I'm missing? Oh, yes. Dendar. Uh, will open its uh, big jaws and try to chomp down on Evelyn. Rolled an 18 on the die, which is 26 to hit you, Evelyn. All right. Uh, as yeah, sure. Like I said, bite me. Yeah, it does. Um, but what it really does, it sort of clamps down over you so that you are kind of inside its head, and then you start to go tumbling down its gullet. And the, as, as the contractions of this creature take you further and further and further down, you begin to realize that you are not in simply a stone snake, but in some sort of weird ephemeral conduit. Um, of course I am. And just sort of tumbling through and bouncing off of its um, gesticulating walls. <laughs> oh, Oh, me. Oh, my. Oh, right. me. Oh, my. All right. <laughs> you can hear, like, as echoing from a tunnel out of the snake's mouth, you can hear, Lavender! <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, after what seems like an eternity, you tumble out into a hallway. Like the snake, the, the end of the snake just turns into a hallway. And you just do a couple flips, and you, are, you sort of land sitting up in this hall. And, uh... She's still holding Treebane like this, and she's just kind of like... 
What do I see? Um, there we go. Uh, you see, <laughs> you can see three, um, people sort of lying in heaps around you. Um, one of them is Strix. Oh, no. One of them is Paulton, the and one of them is Diath. Lying in heaps? Yeah. And as you watch, you see three little lights sort of come up <gasps> out of their bodies and just get drawn away. No! She, like, scramble crawls over to them. They're all dead. I think she's... She just sits back on the floor, like, flat with her eyes open wide and can't move. Okay. Make a insight check. (laughs) This is very dramatic. Wow, 20. So you believe what you've just witnessed is the souls of your dead friends being snatched away by the soulmonger and the sudden realization that you may only have a limited amount of time to save them before their souls are consumed. What do I I have any idea how? No, but you do get the sort of instinctive sense that you might be in the tomb the very tomb where this device lies. You can almost hear it um, throbbing just around you. She's like, she can't cry. Right. But you see this like emptiness in her eyes and she like picks herself up with so much effort, just like the the weight of her own body is too much for her, and she glowers at the pulsing sound, takes one step, and then another, and then another, and then just full bore running toward the sound, the pulsing something. Okay. Uh, all right, yes, as you run down the hallway past your uh, fallen friends, you can see it goes for some distance. And... This dungeon hall is not perfectly set. It looks ancient and old, and it's sort of shifted over time, so some of the blocks are misshapen, and the ceiling sags in a few places. Um, but as you run, you can see it kind of bend in a direction, you follow that, and it takes you out into what appears to be a larger chamber that has old stone walkways all around its exterior. It's like a big square shaft that goes down into the earth with these crumbling staircases descending around its outside. But the, the main part of the room is a big empty shaft and uh, obviously you can fly so you don't have to worry too much about the crumbling stairs but you hear coming from the depths of this shaft that thrumming that sort of pulsating sound almost like a some sort of mechanized heartbeat uh, below you suggesting that's where the soul monger lies and I Evelyn is fairly assured that she is hearing the soulmonger and that's what she's running toward, right? Her, based on her insight check, that's what her instincts tell her. She has no little, no real evidence to back it right. up. There's just this overwhelming sense that that must be what it is in her mind. And she believes that if she can destroy the soulmonger itself, 
then her friend's souls will if it's, be... If it's destroyed soon enough, you could release the souls trapped within and your, their, your friends would not be consumed for all eternity and obliterated for all time. And if, say, for example, she just blew up the soulmonger, it wouldn't damage souls, no. right? You believe... Okay. You, you get the sense that it kind of contains them or traps them so that they can't be brought back or salvaged or anything. It's like a receptacle... Uh, Evelyn, she's, you know, running full board on that hallway and you hear kind of the, like, yeah. in, the many, metallic... in many ways, it's like you, Evelyn. Um, you are a receptacle for a soul as well. Your body is essentially serving as a receptacle for you. On some level, you think that's what the soul monger is. is... She has a little bit of a metaphysical moment about that, but, you know, there's no time. <laughs> so... <laughs> She, you know, she's running down that hallway and you hear like the robocopish, like toof, 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 piston leg, you know, running. Um, and then she kind of takes flight at that speed. As she does, she grabs her bag and pulls out that egg bomb. Okay. Can, as she looks at it, does she feel like she remembers how to operate it? Uh, yeah, Strix explained it to her in the not too distant past. So yeah, she thinks she could. All right, she just tucks it under one arm, and as she reaches the ledge where it goes into this shaft, she just dives straight down into the okay. shaft. Okay, and into the darkness goes the light. Um, <laughs> Paulton, you're in the shrine. Paulton's just a <laughs> You're in the shrine. You see Miranda has sort of gone through the parted for veg pygmies and run back toward dragon bait on the far side of the temple. Between them and you is an army of Vegapygmies and an army of Yuanti hacking at each other and stabbing at each other with weapons. It's a total, total chaotic fracas. Um, nothing is currently threatening you. You saw Evelyn disappear down the gullet of the serpent Dendar, still clinging to the ceiling in its stony form. But also I'm a doll and also I'm dead. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Evelyn went down, went down Snake. Yeah. Um, Dieth and Strix disappeared into the basin. Which is what, I, and I was going to try and follow them, but I see now that that's just, that didn't, that's not That didn't work there. for Miranda, so you're not sure it would work for you. So every, everything I was going to do <laughs> was just like, lol, no. Seems like he really, really wants you to hit that gong or something. I no, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Paulton just looks around. He's like, fuck it. And he uses the, the ring of winter yeah. to uh, summon up uh, Big B's hand of ice and just wail that gong with it. <laughs> okay. This big fist of ice slams into the gong. Um, when that happens, Miranda, a, port, a portcullis drops between you and dragon bait. <laughs> and you just sort of hit it. Another oh no. portcullis oh drops no. behind the, the gong <laughs> with a loud kathank sound. And You're trapped in here with me. <laughs> what else happens? Uh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh my! My my my! Oh my, 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 my. god! That laugh. 
just 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 right as it happens. Yeah. The hand hits hits the gong, yep. and then both those things come down. It looks just ah, oh, god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is the only thing that happens for now. But the uh. sound of the sound of the gong you can hear it seems to echo out into distant parts of the Yuanti lair and kind of bounce back at you, um, and you hear in the distance somewhere something. This sort of Oh, God damn it! <laughs> you just had to ring the gong. And uh, Simon stands there. <laughs> I, I hear this. I hear, I hear. I hear this noise. This the gong, the doors, and then the whispering. Yeah. Like, a wise, wise warrior once told me. It is a good day to die. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Dragonbait uh, looks at Miranda through the bars of the portcullis, and his scent changes from violets to ham. No. And then uh, he just sort of retreats and backs no. away from you. What does that mean? Why do you smell like a pig? <laughs> I don't understand. The little triceratops the begins. The little triceratops begins gnawing on him. <laughs> he didn't want him. Uh, and you can see that Waffles sort of pushes past Dragon Bay this time, sort of presses him up against the wall with the sheer force of her body and throws herself up against the bars. Why would you And just starts to headbutt the bars. Over and over and over again. And you're right there, Miranda. You're seeing this huge beast just throw itself and growl at the bars, which do not give an inch. Okay, that's what got me to cry. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, but uh, it is Dieth's turn. Dieth, <laughs> you fall into something cold and wet. When you look up, you see you're lying in snow. Am I covered in blood? Yes. Oh, good. Um, And you see sort of falling down into the snow beside you Uh are two torn-off angel wings. What? And the blood is coming from you. Like, on my back? Yeah, it's it's sort of dripping down all over you, your back. And as you look up in the snow and you look around, you see that the snow on the ground is falling up into the sort of silvery sky. And all the, you see buildings on both sides of you, so tall and of such composition that you think you're in water deep in winter. That familiar blistering cold suddenly comes back to you like, yes, and you see a shape at the end of the alley that you're in. Um, it is 
dark, almost black in its indistinctness, but clearly a man of some kind and wearing some sort of billowing cloak that the winter wind is catching, just sort of flapping around you. And that's the sound you hear. Like the flapping of the, the cloak. The flapping of the cloak. Uh-huh. You can see that the torn off wings to either side of you are sort of this kind of grayish hue with sort of uh, silvery gold and silvery and gold tinges to them. Um, you don't feel pain from the, the blood, but it's clearly yours. Uh-huh. Uh, oh my god. I, I mean, I look around. Where's Strix? Uh, when you uh, look around, you see, make a perception check, first of all. Okay. Uh, 11. Through the snow. So you've got this man figure sort of standing at one end of the alley looking at you. You're kind of in the middle of the alley. At the other end of the alley, which sort of crooks a little to the side, you can hear some sort of scratchy voice of somebody who like, sounds like they're rooting through a trash can. And as you sort of move to one side to get a better angle where there's this little kink in the alley, you see that you see it is Strix with her, her, her witch hat, which has got some snow on it, and her black uh, overcloak, and she is hunched over a can of trash and pulling things out of it and just sort of throwing them willy-nilly. And I'm in this hall, in this alleyway, yes. basically. Yes. When you look back at the man, you see that his eyes begin to glow blue, a cold winter blue. And they're both and about I, the same distance away from you, about 30, 40 feet away. And I, I can't really see his full face, just his eyes are glowing. Yeah, just his glowing eyes and his dark silhouette. If you didn't know better, you'd think it was Strahd. Oh! Except his eyes glowed red. Uh, uh, Diaz will, like, slowly rise to his feet. Still, like feeling like the cold snow yeah. and everything. Uh, like looks at, like look back at Strix. Yeah. Back to this strange figure. Yeah. Just staring him. And there are little sort of like spurts of blood coming off you and just sort of falling into yeah. the white snow around you. Uh, and then like basically like kind of start stepping towards Strix, okay. like kind of backwards as he kind of like looks at this guy and yeah. then like turns away from him and just like goes to Strix. Okay. As you uh, head towards Strix, she seems so preoccupied with finding something useful in this trash, she hasn't given you any hint that she knows that you're even there. She's just sort of hunched over with her back to you and picking through stuff. Okay. You can get as close to her as you want to. Yeah. And then, like, as I kind of get... As I, as I kind of get close enough where... You know, I could probably talk to her. It's just like uh, I could, uh, like almost like a, a a shaky hand out, just Strix. When you touch her, she turns to you, and you see it's not Strix at all, but a swarm of cranium rats wearing oh. her hat and her cloak, 
they're just all sort of up in this sort of humanoid form, um, these rats with these exposed brains, and they all look at you, and you see their little brains pulse, and you get this telepathic shriek. Ah! And they say, when they recognize you, they say, we are many. You are one. And then they just lose their cohesion, billow out from under Strix's robes, and go scamping off in all directions through the snow. But these are like Strix's robes, right? Not we, like a yes. Robe. They. It looks exactly like Strix's hat, exactly like Strix's robe. Um, you even see little bangles and things on the robe, suggesting that they were taken off of her, or given to these creatures by her. Yeah, he like like basically goes for like the robes right away, and even they're scampering about. Yeah. He just yells at yells at them, saying, "Where is she? We what do you do with her? Many, you are one. Where is she?" All right, Miranda. This owlbear throws itself up against the gate. <clears throat> there is a host of Yuanti behind you, hacking to pieces your Vegapygmy army, and they, in turn, are stabbing the Yuanti through their bodies with spears. Oh, this is just, you know, the best circumstance to be in. <laughs> is um, this a fun game you've come to guest on? I'm so excited to be here. I actually cry. Celery. I'm gonna find celery yep. in the mix. The one yes. with the boot on his head, yes. and I'm gonna grab him. Yep. And I'm gonna look to Paulton and cast hidden pathways on him and send him to where Waffles is on the other side of the gate. And then I'm gonna grab as many other veggie pygmies as I can mm -hmm. and look at the other ones that I'm leaving behind and hidden pathways back with him as well to the other side of the gate. Okay. Uh, so uh, you can do one bonus action on your turn. So your one bonus action is to use hidden paths to put celery yeah. on the safe side. So he is now on the other side of the gate and safe, although there's a, a rampaging owlbear there um, taking, okay. up, taking up most of the space. But you can sort of put him behind the owlbear. And then, uh, yeah, you gather up two more. Mm -hmm. um, can I... Can I put celery through the gate? Will he fit? Uh, ooh. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, I will, hmm, interesting. They are pretty malleable guys. I will uh, make a strength check with advantage because he is actually trying to help you by sucking in his veggie gut. <laughs> sucking in his veggie gut. Yeah. Good job, buddy. All right. Uh, 15. Yeah, you managed to <laughs> cram it through, and you're kind of feeling kind of sad because his face gets a little mangled and as he's pushed through, but he does, and he, with a spurt, he sort of goes through, kind of around by the foot of the owlbear, um, and then manages to squeeze out and go run underneath the owlbear to get out from its uh, path. So you've got two of them out now. Okay, well, um, as long as he's safe, I got, I got two of them in there, yeah. so... I'm gonna. Okay, that was a that was basically an action and a bonus action. All right, then I'm just gonna see what happens next. Okay, Chris, when I was transported, was Simon with me? Transported. Was I was just like put on the other side of the gate by that, right? Did you do that, or did I miss here? 
other side of the, that. She's no. so she's talking about her vegapygmies. And I thought she them. said she sent Paulton to the other side with waffles. Oh, was it? I, I did. Oh, I sent Paulton. Paulton to the other I'm sorry, side. I misheard yeah. you. For some reason, I thought you said you sent celery through the through the magic. No, oh, okay. I wanted to send Paulton right. with hidden pathways. Very and good. Then, okay, um, so Paulton, no. she's uh, trying to magically transport you um, to the side of the gate with waffles and dragon bait on it. It has to be a willing creature. Are you willing? Can d- is. Is Simon, Simon, Simon would not go with you. Nope. Miranda, uh, she, because he's not willing, you can try to use it on somebody else. I'll use it on myself. Okay. If he's not going to go, All I'm right. going to go. Okay. You are now on the side um, with the owlbear and dragon bait and celery. I'm going to shout at him to get the fuck over here. I got it. I can do that too. Okay, we'll do it. I will in however many seconds is required until I'm able to do so. All right. Um, Coming through the doors, Miranda, that you saw open, and you can just kind of see through past Waffles now into the room, um, you see it is one of your former adventuring companions. Which one? Typho. The halfling. Is he okay? Yeah, he sort of kind of stealthily, cautiously peers in, kind of to suss out things, and then he moves very sneakily into the room. You know him well Can enough to the- you know him well enough to know his moves. He's trying not to be seen. I want to grab the bars and just shake them and scream, Typo! Typo, come here! <laughs> All right. If he heard you, he doesn't seem to give you any clue that he did. And he sort of disappears among the the basin. Okay. Uh, Make a perception check. Twenty-five. Wow, that's really good. I have a plus eight. You notice as he gets close to the basin um, that uh, he does actually cast an eye over toward you. And for an instant, you sort of look at him and you see that his eyes are like those of a serpent. And that wasn't what he looked like when last you saw him. Bro. And then you see that as he disappears behind the basin, he is heading toward Paulton, trying not to be seen. And he's got a dagger. He's got a dagger in his hand. Can I warn Paulton at all? Talking is a free action. There's a rogue coming for you. Watch Uh, out! God damn it! He was my friend, and he's been altered. Oh, please stab him nicely. Strix, you are with your little doll friends, and Uptau will say that he believes, and he has no way to really prove this, being where he is, that he has been stuck in the mazes for some, I don't know, 22-odd years. Um, You claim to have been stuck, or he thinks, based on the stories you told him, that you've been stuck here for at least 80 or maybe 75 years. How old am I? And you made made a bunch of friends uh, out of these materials that you found um, to... Offset your. Oh, how many times have I fucked up? 
So, but he's heard all about your adventures to the faraway castle and your trudging through the snow and all those Don't other all those other fanciful stories that you told him. But he says they're mere fancy. No, 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 no. Those are real. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Those are real. No, 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 no. Those are those are one hundred percent real. And he says, "Don't you remember when you met me and you thought that I was the one who was responsible for making all of this because I have this." Symbol that I found. This. Oh he, my god! He shows oh, you a disc no. with all this maze-like oh, pattern no. on it. No, 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 no. Oops! How doesn't have to do with the mazes and sigil. No, 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 no. That's not connected at all. Uh, that's what I've been trying to tell you. This no, is no, 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 no. This is just a family heirloom that I had on me at the time. It's meaningless, other than you know sentimental. No, values. no, no. But you okay. seem to ascribe some great divine power to it. Like somehow this is the key to your escape. That's why you dragged me along all this time, right? How long have you been here, Cutter? Well, we've known each other, what, now, for several weeks. We, there's no, there's no we. There's no, mm-mm. Ever since you came I, to the jungle. Ever since I came We home. met on the bridge. The, we By did the way, meet on the bridge. That's the first time you saw the Ubtau yes. statue. But you weren't real. Uh, yes, it was. No, you're, no, you're Barmy. You aren't real. This isn't real. This isn't real. She starts going around the whole room going, it's not real, and just, like, grabbing things and going, okay. it's not real. Your toys look very confused. <laughs> I think my toys are traumatized, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are. We have the same face. Strix <laughs> <laughs> is just going to look look at Ubtow and be like, what did I talk about? But if, if these are the mazes, mm-hmm. what got me in here? I was hoping you'd tell me, finally, now that we trust each other, at least a finally, little. Finally. What did you do? No. You, said you, you, you said you were in here since you were, since you, even be, like just before you met your friends. I was in here. Yeah. You were picking trash out of an alley, and that's where you met, that's where you found him, and then you dressed him up, and... Something, no. He got no, torn no, no, apart no. by... I don't know, something in that castle place you went to and then you remade him. No, 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 how many no, times no, have you? How many times have you fixed that doll now? No, 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 this is not, no, no, it was a Barbie. You are Barbie and I am not talking to you. That's, this is weird. I'm not talking anymore. Uh, what? No, it's still, she's still, she's going to go you must, have, you must have offended somebody pretty important to get cast in the mazes. Uh, I have an idea who I offended, but I don't remember offending them. So anyway, um, anyway, I don't want to get into the whole... But where are my friends? These aren't my friends. These are dolls. I, these are not my friends. They were... I was just fighting snakes I'm, with them. I'm where gla- are they? I am glad that you're finally, finally realizing it. No, mean, no, 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 no. All this talk about this little doll using his little sword to make a little dimension where a fox lady can come through and try to get you out of here. Yeah, that just never happened, right? Dieth, do it! Use your sword! Use your sword! She's gonna look at the little Dieth doll and be like, do it! Uh, Shemeshka! Dieth takes out his little coffin nail <laughs> and then puts a little key in it and goes like, see, Strix, just like this. He holds it up and nothing happens. <laughs> she just throws her fists on the ground like, mercy killers! Did mercy killers come after me? Do you remember that? Did I talk about that? You talked a lot about that. And actually, okay, how many times? maybe you ran into some, because I'm sure there are some in here somewhere. <laughs> 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 I'm laughing, Tori! 
idea. <laughs> Paulton's drinking. <laughs> Stop drinking, Toy Paulton. Stop. <laughs> I have programmed all their flaws, including chuckling at me and drinking. <sighs> he says, I can see we have a long way to go. No, no, no. No. Are we trapped in here? Everybody's trapped in here. There's no escape from the mazes. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. You've there said is, that I, yourself. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. That's that's. I'm innocent. I didn't. I didn't commit any crimes. I did not do this. Everybody in here says they're innocent. Do you know of any like? But they're all okay, crazy. Okay, Sigel, Planner families. Who are the Skizzix? Who are they? And she like stamps on the ground. Oh, um, let's see. That, that, they're they're old. Um, if I remember correctly, they were humans who made a pact with devils and transformed themselves into tieflings. Why? Why are they? What's their chasm? That's not a word. Mm, it's uh, it's what they became at the end of the wars, after so many had died on both sides, and the accords both were reached. Both sides. Yeah. Who are these? Who's the other side? The Lorcatha. Who are they? Another family of oh, humans well, with ties to the angelic world. God damn it. She's like pulling her hair out like, how so? How did they become, why? Are they, are they angel people? Um, well, they, they had angels trying to help them. Um, so, but in the end, it looked like that they were going to be destroyed. So some sort of deal was reached. That's all I know. Some sort of accord to keep the multiverse in balance. Some sort of, what kind of deal? Is there any reason why those Barbie assholes are after me? Maybe because you were trying to break the deal. What was the deal? That there would be, he, he sort of thinks about it. He says that the two sides would never go to war again and never bring, to the, never bring the multiverse to the precipice of annihilation again, uh, provided fair. they never had anything more to do with each other. Meaning? I, and Dual. as part of the deal, all of the Lorcatha had to give up their souls, except one. Who was that? I don't know. This was a long time ago. Oh, I'm just, I'm just going to say right now that I have a feeling that that might have something to do with me. And this is not real. This is not real. That sounds real and bad. And I, is there a bathroom in here? I'm just really curious. Or do you just poop on the floor? So one of the bad things about the mazes is there are surprisingly <laughs> few bathrooms. All right. Evelyn. <laughs> Uh, when, yes, you, when you reach the bottom of this chamber, uh, you can see that uh, there is a floor about 80-odd feet down. Um, the stairs that cling, the hug the wall of the shaft do end here. Then there is a pit in the middle of the floor, about, uh, I want to say, 10 feet by 10 feet square pit that has four columns standing around it. And atop those columns are four statues, each statue a four-armed gargoyle. 
stands, it's crouched on top of these cylinders of stone on the edges of this pit and arranged so the gargoyles seem to be looking down into the pit. But they're immobile, statuary, um, these four-armed gargoyles. They're just like statues, uh, not moving an inch, staring down into the pit. Other than the pit, there appear to be three exits off the room, tunnels going off in three different directions. So there are a total of four directions one could possibly go, into the pit or out one of these side tunnels. Um, and uh, two of the tunnels are quite wide, and the other branching tunnel is quite narrow. Do I have a sense of where the pulsing sound of the monger is? Uh, you believe down into the pit is the sound, is where the sound is coming from. Then she doesn't hesitate at all, just as fast as she can, assuming that the gargoyles are going to start following her. They just might. Um, Evelyn Dahl would like to know if she can have some of Paul Tindall's wine, please. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Yes, as you barrel past them, you can hear them now up above you start to move. Their stone limbs grinding. Uh, They probably haven't moved in a long, long time. Um, But they are moving now, and you can hear their wings flex above you as you drop like a stone down the shaft. Evelyn's not one to make obscene gestures, but if she was behind her, she'd just be flipping them the bird as she goes. (laughs) And uh, when you crash down, uh, you land in a five-sided room that has two exits um, at, at two of its corners. You can see that there's a pungent stench in this pentagonal room, and the walls are... I can't. Oh, that's right. You can't smell anything. My mistake. Um, Get with it, Chris Perkins. Yes, totally, totally <laughs> wrong on that. Make us sadder, Chris. <laughs> you see, uh, the walls have riveted sheets of iron bolted to them. There is a wild garden full of sickly, rotting compost and dying plants all around you on the floor. And there are sort of narrow paths wending through them. And what looks like the rusted tip of some sort of weird contraption, like maybe a sprinkler, sticking out of the middle of the floor. But basically, you're surrounded by rotting vegetation with the hole in the ceiling above you and the two passages leading out. Uh, Evelyn's main goal is just, like, ignore everything, run for the soulmonger. Okay. So as much as she sees this and may want to investigate uh, rotten vegetables, which would be totally counter to her interests, Mm -hmm. she ignores those and tries to see which of the tunnels might lead toward that pulsing sound. Make an insight check. Oh, please, Lathander. Uh, 17. Okay. You follow one of the tunnels, instinctively believing it might be the right direction to go. It leads you into another pentagonal room with an exit on the far side. There's a... um, Acid scarring seems to cover the iron plates on the walls, and has pockmarked the floor. And you see pools of gray slime on the floor as well, which thankfully you don't have to come into contact with. You can also see that along each wall are sort of carved stone friezes of what appear to be dragon-like things. But as you flash across the room and make your way through the other exit, the room that you actually end up in appears to be some sort of weird control room. It is basically rectangular with 
patterns on the walls and what looks like a console in front of you. And the console looks like that. That bottom illustration. There. Oh no. <gasps> okay. It is a console with a gold lever that has a star at the end of it, and then a uh-huh. red button, a blue button, a red dial, and a blue dial. And then there are weird patterns on the wall that look very peculiar. At first glance to me, they look like they might represent some sort of room or something like that. Is that what yes. Evelyn thinks? Yes. Does she recognize any of those rooms or layouts? Since the rooms on the wall seem to have almost a pentagonal shape, she thinks it may have something to do with the level that she's on. Does she see a big red X that says Soulmonger? No. (laughs) (laughs) There seem to be five different room patterns on the wall, numbered one, two, three, four, five, and number three has currently got a little green light under it. Um, The other ones, their lights are not lit. But no, no writing that suggests soulmonger, no. And above those designs, you can see what appear to be holes in the wall that have little bits of sort of gray slime kind of dripping out them, almost like they're pipes oh. that haven't been closed off properly. But and acid splatters on the walls. Mm, yeah. But it doesn't look like it's gushing out in any great pace, at least not now. And uh, that's pretty much as far as you can go. Uh, so in the room... Miranda and Paulton, back up in the Yuanti Temple, you see uh, the Yuanti and the Vegapygmies still in a pitched battle. Paulton, what would you like to do? You've been warned by Miranda about a halfling rogue. Do I see him? Make a perception check. Neat. Uh... 18. No. 18. <laughs> you look around, uh, our eyes darting around the basin to see if you catch a glimpse of this small figure. You see nothing. There are lots of shadows under there, though, so, you know, if he's a rogue worth his weight, he probably is uh, pretty good at hiding. Mm. All right, I'm going to try to also make really my... Good at backstabbing. Sorry, go on. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to attempt to make my way to Simon so that we may dimension door to where Waffles is. Okay. Uh, Yes, you can pull yourself up. And actually, Simon will come over to you and kind of help pull you up with all of his puppet might Mm -hmm. back up onto the ledge. Because this is like a 10-foot height you're trying to get up on. So you leap up, he kind of grabs onto you, embraces, and you, you can scamper up. And as you are pulled up to the top, you are beside him at last. And uh, you still have an action, so... I would like to dimension door, if I may. Okay. Uh, you dimension door, you can bring one willing creature with you. So Paulton, whoop, goes... Th- or sorry, Paul, uh, Simon walks mm-hmm. through the door with you, and you want to be on the other side behind the owlbear, basically. Yes. Okay. You succeed. You appear with dragon bait. There's a little pygmy with a boot on his head next to you. Well, here I am. 
<laughs> Rock me like a hurricane. <laughs> uh, let's see. So that was a move and an action. So blop, you're done. Uh, dragon bait smells like ham. So you Yay. know that that's his, his scent of worry. Um, he has... I'm trying to think if he's going to try to communicate any other information to you in this moment. Um, oh boy. If only he could. He needs like a, a magic marker or something. Uh, okay. Um, he starts to smell like roses. And then changes to brimstone. And then kind of hints of baked bread. He seems to be going through a lot of emotions, Paul. Oh, no! Just like, me too, my dude. Why does he smell so much? Some of them are good, and the others are very strange. Oh, um, that's what he's feeling. I don't really remember what they all mean, but the sheer quantity of it suggests that. He's, he's going through a lot right now. Ah, uh, so are all of us, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Diath. Your turn. You've got the robes and hat of Strix. Cranium rats scampering off, shouting, We are many, you are. Uh huh. Do they, they went all directions? Like there yes. wasn't. Uh, okay. Uh, you can see, like, one of them um, goes to, like, this hole in the wall and just sort of uh, pulls a something that's like a piece of garbage that was stuck in it out of the way so Fuva's friends can run into the wall and disappear. And then he goes in after and pulls the garbage in behind him. These are very yeah, intelligent rats. There isn't... There, yeah, they, they don't seem to be having a singular direction that seemed to be worth following. Yeah, some of them are going up, up like a pipe uh, up the walls of a building, disappear, going up into the pipe and up the walls of a building. All right. They're scattering. Okay. They're basically uh, behaving exactly as Strix would in a situation which with she's not comfortable. Yeah. Um, I, I gather up Strix's things. Uh, her robes and hat. And I will just like be holding them like kind of draped over my forearms. Okay. Uh, you hear Paulton say, why are you running away? I'm not going to kill you. Not yet. Um. What? Where did that come from? It came from the figure you left. The one with the blue eyes. Oh! We're friends, aren't we? We're friends, aren't we? (laughs) Paulton, this version of you has uh, completely subsumed its personality with the Ring of Winter. Waterdeep is yours. What? Oh my god, that's kind of cool. All the snow and all the falling up and everything. Okay. You've got your grandfather's taste in cloaks. (laughs) Um. Wait, whose grandfather? Uh, Paulton's. Right? Not really his grandfather, but it'd be more like his great-great-grandfather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, and there is no sign of Evelyn. You do not see her. 
Um, nor, right. nor is there any indication of like a sun in the sky that you can tell. It's just sort of a silvery color. Got it. Okay. Um, a door um, opens oh. in the building next to oh. you. And you see glimpses in the shadows of a woman. Um, but it's hard to really tell her. Um, her d- sort of dark skin complexion blends in pretty well with the darkness. But she says, come with me. Not a voice I recognize? Not right off the bat, no. And she says, I can save your friends. No, I'm fine, see? We can make sure this never happens. Uh, Dieth is so very much filled with confusion, uh, rage, and despair. You see some snakes come out through the door and sort of skittle off into the, slither off into the snow. And she says, you're trapped in Dendar's nightmare. Let me Uh help you escape. Dieth takes slow, deliberate, cautious steps towards the door. You have nothing to fear from us. No, but I have everything to lose. And Dieth will like just enter towards the door into wherever she is. When you enter, um, she sort of outstretches her hand. She's got some sort of golden bracelets around her um, uh, wrists, and she just sort of holds them out, uh, her her fingers. She's got long um, fingernails, sort of painted a lustrous black. Um, And uh, when she grabs hold of you, you can see that her body trails off into serpentine form. Uh, and you can see there are two others like her, kind of further back in the darkness. And she says, "Don't be afraid. We want to help you." How? How can you help? How can I fix this? She says. You have what we have been waiting for. You can replace Rosnisi. Command us. What? We want to help you. Become one of us. It will save you. It will save your friends. Oh my God. We must pull you out of Dendar's nightmare. Your friends are trapped in the nightmare as well. Don't you believe us? 
What reason do we have to lie? My name is Venthata. What would you have me do? The question isn't what would we you have a, what would he what we would have you do is what we should do for you. What do you want of us? What do you wish us to do? We will obey any command as proof of our loyalty to you that you are the one who should lead us. Free them, get them safe. We will. Get them out of wherever. We will. Just, but we need you. Only you. Uh, uh. No one else is worthy. No one else has what you have. What are you talking about? What do I have? An ancient soul. And that's where we'll stop. I want to play. <laughs> I want to play. <laughs> I bought it just for the... Yep. Um, Paulton. Ah, yes, hi. So just as a little coda, a little happy coda, and Miranda, just uh -huh. as a happy coda, as you re sort of retreat from the uh, temple and hear the gnashing of weapons and the, the cutting down of the verge, as it were, um, your wounds all seem to just go away. Like it was all some sort of dream. I notice, her, I notice her wounds heal, I'm just like, oh man, well, too bad I wasn't touched that entire time. And then, like part of you know, um, the the uh, uh, yeah, we'll pick up the rest next week. Anyway, Great. so ha huh, well. Hmm. Oh, so wait, okay. So what do we learn? Apparently, <laughs> apparently, apparently, you know our greatest, our character's greatest fears right off the bat. Obviously, he does. I I watched episode seventy three. Oh jeez. Oh. That's what you got from it. <laughs> <laughs> and dovetailed in a few of my own ideas, yes. Yeah. Did I just I, say the, the oop-tow oop being related to the mazes is genius. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, amazing. I've been, been saving up for that one. That was amazing. good. I have had goosebumps for two hours, and it's <laughs> boiling hot in here. Oh, dear. So, I don't... I so, don't hey, know. everyone, I'm going to be on Waffle Talk 
The next, we can post, uh, Scarlet Moth post that link in the chat so people can come. And I'm going to answer questions about Strix on probably, I guess, answer questions about this episode, I guess. Yep. I don't really, I mean, yeah. I don't know if anything I was told was true, but I'm just going to assume that it's all in our subconscious and it is. So. Mm, yes, indeed. Uh, let me just say, Rachel, it's been great having you again. I, of course. Would, would you we're be, so sorry. I know we're spoiled, but would you, is there any chance you'd be able to grace us with your presence next week? Absolutely. Outstanding. I have to leave after this ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, golly, I have to yeah. play D&D &D again? Yeah. Mm, let me think yeah. about it. Yeah. I, I, you are still alive. You are still alive, and you, you've got you've got Paulton, and you've got Dragon Bait, and you've got waffles, and, and Simon, celery, and celery, and yeah. So there's like a whole new party forming. I like the the white text writer says, "Tune in next week for whatever it is we do here now." <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yep. Yep. All right. I uh, I am getting on a plane right now oh. to fly to Germany. Uh, so I have 13 hours to stew in this. That's going to be really fun. <laughs> airplane wine, Anna, airplane wine. Uh, a lot of it. Yeah, just get um, trashed and sleep. You'll be fine. Learn yeah. a bunch of German curse words. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm hosting uh, WCS Leipzig, uh, the StarCraft II um, championship series. So going back to my roots as an eSports host, uh, which feels weird to talk about, to come back from the crazy world that we have just been in. But... Mm -hmm. uh, at least I have all of that time on the plane to probably uh, write down a ton of thoughts and um, hopefully have internet so I can troll the subreddit. So go to the, <laughs> go to the Dice Camera Action subreddit, which is reddit.com slash r slash Dice Camera Action. There's been amazing fan art this week and, uh, and writing, and I'm, I'm done. I'm too, I'm, there's, <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Spam that link. I look forward to seeing the, uh, the, the swarm of cranium rats as Strix art. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. That character is from Faces of Sigil. The Us. Oh. Yes. The so Us. Good. Yes. All right. Um, any other announcements or news in your, your lives before we break off and let people go and drink copious amounts of wine? Uh, just small ones. Uh, there's a reminder that I'll be at Katsukan, just kind of wandering around. So if you see me, feel free to say hi. I know there's a D&D meetup on Friday. I'll try to go to that. So if you're looking for me, that might be the best chance. I can't guarantee anything, so I'm not there as like a guest or anything. I'm just going right. to be there. But I will be a guest at EGLX in Toronto, Canada in mid-March. See so if you are Canadian or on that east side, feel free to come up to EGLX. And we can meet there. There I'll be doing panels and signings yep. and the like. So I'll, I'll definitely be around and easily reachable. Groovy. All right, then. Well, tune in next week. <laughs> All right, so this was bullshit. When, <laughs> when Evelyn blows up the tomb and Strix blows up the really mazes. There? And <laughs> is she there or not? Who knows? Yuan-Ti are not necessarily known for being the most truthful creatures in the multiverse. Oh yeah, announcement. Uh, tonight at uh, 6 p.m. I will be crying and drinking uncomfortably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh don't, don't come, That's don't hang out. Don't at me. All right. Well. 
with that, have a great night, everybody. Yes, let's hear some words of wisdom from. Uh, yeah. She's still talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's here's words to part with. Sure. All right. Solid. You know, simple, solid. straightforward. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's worked well, for you in the past. All right. Tune all in right, next week right. for fun and frivolity. And uh, yeah, things are going to get. Tune in to Waffle Talk. Yep. Where yep. Holly will be a rambling mess. <laughs> is, that right, is that right after this, Holly? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. On Power Score RPG yes. on Twitch. Mm-hmm. There Please you come go. join me. Put, okay. put that link in the chat. All right, folks. Cool. Cool. This, was, this is one for the ages. Bye. This is one for the ages. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Rachel, again. We'll see you all next week. I thank cried about waffles. All right. You made me cry. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on Tomb of Annihilation, head to dnd.wizards.com slash toa, or if you have any questions about the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.